Just so you know, Daft Monks is half talk show, half actual play campaign that features adult language and topics. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Nat One Presents the Daft Monks podcast. Hey, Nate. Nate, it is I, other Nate from the future, and I'm here to tell you, don't record this episode, it'll be your doom. Oh my god, will it? Hey Nate. Oh my, did you did you hear that other other Nate? No, what are you talking about? Oh, I just heard a, a very ominous other Nate telling me not to record this episode because it's going to be my doom? Well, no, 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 don't know what you mean, it must uh, be one of your crazy conspiracies. Yeah, fuck it. Let's roll with it. <laughs> Let's go. How's it going, Nate? It's going, man. A little tired, but not too bad. How about you? I'm uh, I'm pretty peachy keen, as as it were. Ooh, okay. Is that is that how you really say it? Peachy keen? Yeah. Is there another way to say it? I always just thought it was peachy king, like a king of peaches, but then that doesn't make sense. You just made that up. That's, <laughs> that's not a thing. So what's up? Anything new and exciting? Nate, I've gotten really into axe throwing. Oh, how's that going? Tell me all about it. Well, first off, let's let's go on a little bit of a tangent here. Do you remember the first time I went axe throwing, which was with you at the Ren Fair? Do you, do you recall? Vividly, like it was yesterday. One of my favorite memories. It was probably like four years ago. Yeah, good times though. That whole experience was pretty bizarre, I think. Like, is that how you remember? I remember it as like a pretty odd day. <laughs> like not bad but odd right it, there was some a little weirdness to that day mostly from the looks that i was getting standing next to you i believe what yeah i kept getting looked at by other guys like eyeballing me like what's up with that guy and i'm like hey man we're just friends here what i don't remember that i okay. swear i swear all right hold on we gotta we gotta rewind this back so first of all what was supposed to happen that day was a whole bunch of our D&D group, like literally like five or six of us were supposed to go to the Ren Fair. Now that narrowed down very fast within 24 hours to three of us, which is you, me, and then um, Megan. Megan yes. did still go. But Megan went and then immediately ditched us for her friends, which is fine. But so it just ended up being you and me going to the Ren Fair, which I don't know, like that was the first time we had ever hung out not like in a group setting before right yeah so it was weird like i didn't know what to say to you i remember there just being a lot of us just like walking around kind of making like polite comfort it was weird it was odd. right it was definitely <laughs> a little bit different but i think we you know we're already good friends so it, it worked out we saw the cat show together <laughs> yes. which was amazing that was the highlight yeah that was uh it was basically like a some person she kind of did some gymnast stuff too, but she trained her like three different cats to do like mundane circus feats. I don't remember any of them, honestly. I wish I could tell you. Oh, no, it wasn't cats. It was rats. It was rats. But then the cats did not do any uh, performance, which I think was part of the joke. Yes. Okay. She actually trained rats, but she had one cat who was just like an, a lazy asshole who would just like <laughs> sit on her, like, like, on would, a she pillow. Would, she would like beg her to do stuff and it wouldn't. So it was like a comedy rat animal performance. That was something. That was something. Do you also remember, Nate? I remember there was like the torture museum and that being like Ooh. something you were really into. 
Yep, I really liked that. And then I stood in line to ride an elephant, and that was definitely the weirdest moment of that entire trip for me. Everybody was like taking turns riding around an elephant. It's actually you know pretty fun, but I kind of thought they would let me go by myself, and instead they stuck me with this father son. So it was like a dad, his little kid really close together, and then a foot away, me sitting behind. And you're honestly supposed to hold the person in front of you, but I didn't want to do that. It was weird. It was very uncomfortable. I did not expect that to happen. And then you caught it on like, I think you got a picture or something. I did. That actually showed up on my memories like two days ago. It was like, hey, do you remember four years ago? And it's a picture of you on an elephant. With, With two other random people I don't know. Well, the dad was so big you couldn't even see the little kid so it almost looks like you and me on there because he has like a similar build to me and i was like that can't be me who took the picture and i never rode an elephant i'm too big for that the whole thing was so bizarre and then we wanted to leave but like we came with megan so we're like trying to track her down which she was like fucking houdini like carmen san diego just like she'd tell us like she's oh i'm over at this thing and we get there she'd be like actually i'm at this thing and i'm like okay right like god forbid you stop moving for a second and then <laughs> let your friends catch up with you. I, I could like literally not find her. And then at the end, she's like, I'm just going to stay with my friends. We're like, okay, cool. And we're glad we waited like this last 45 minutes. But yeah, we're out of here. Bye. Yeah, it was it was an experience. But anyway, that was the first time I went axe throwing. That was with you. And I did horrible. I was so embarrassed. Of course, you like, had you done it before? Or are you just good at it i did it uh once before at the renaissance fair before and then i have been known to get the little certificate for hitting this heart in the dead center oh okay okay yeah well i've gotten some bullseyes here too and then uh now it's like all the rage a bunch of places have opened up here in tucson there's like two different shops at least that i know of i've been to both one of them's really uncomfortable because they make a lot of like wood and penetration jokes uh it was really weird i was like yeah. my uncle was in town for like one day and he had never seen my house so he came he drove down from phoenix saw my house and i was like hey let's just kill some time let's go axe throwing and then there's just this guy like i'm gonna wet the wood and he's like oh didn't penetrate it deep enough and i was just like this is weird man right like there was laughs but it was like nervous laughter it was it was not great nate right like we're, we're throwing sharp objects let's keep the sexual innuendos down a little bit it was odd. And then I was I was a little annoyed because they made us wear name tags and write like wood puns. And I put, do you know who Professor Oak is? From uh, Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. And you're not even a big, so even, but even you could like figure it out, but he's like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was so offended. Like I had to sit through all his terrible like penetration jokes. He's like, yeah, I don't get it. It's not funny. Right. You channeled your inner Greta. You're like, how? dare you it was so stupid um but no i've gotten pretty good apparently there's two leagues there's like a hatchet league and a knife throwing league so i might join the knife i haven't done the knives yet you have to pay for like a different package i have done the ninja stars though those are a lot easier to throw right and they actually make the like the swing like the swing like the noise that is cool so for everyone at home who's not familiar like how would a league work so would it be like a dart league and then you just go with a team and then you score based on that or how does that work exactly you're asking the wrong guy i've only done like five minutes of talking to him but it's it's you're scored individually it's not really a team so i think you just go i know you do for the nice you mentioned there's like different distances you have to stand at you don't stand at the same distance and it's something like five throws and they they score it over the course of the season i i don't know too much more than that unfortunately but it's not not team based or anything like that oh okay 
And then for everyone else who also doesn't know, like Nate's talking about, they have these little uh, shops or businesses where they just have big planks of wood with painted targets on the back of them. And then you stand a certain distance and then throw your weapon of choice to see if it sticks. It's uh, it's pretty good. Like I did it with a coworker. She wanted to go and I was like, oh, I'm like not super athletic, but I go to the gym. He's like not athletic at all. No, I could see that. He was freaking great, Nate. Probably because he's no from Mexico. Way. I don't know. He got a bullseye <laughs> the second one. What? And yeah, he was really, really good. But it totally depends. So they'll coach you usually the first like 15 minutes because there's different like there's taller axes and shorters, like different weights. So it affects like the distance you would stand at and the rotation. They'll, they'll coach you. And it's kind of like you'll feel dumb. You'll miss the first few times. But like once you get it, it's just like supernatural like once you once you know how it like it feels like when to let go you just it's easy to just keep sticking it right i would love to do that with like a bunch of people i was even thinking of doing it for my husband's birthday of just like having a bunch of people and right. just throwing shit so we'll see i don't know i'll check out the league but i thought of you nate because that was like literally our first bonding experience yeah well we definitely have to go down there especially when i come down for the con if we got some downtime hop in and throw some axes yeah it'd be fun so, Nate, I wanted to, I hear you got a uh, jujitsu tournament coming up. And last we talked about you, your knee was not doing so hot. Yeah. Are you recovered and do you have clearance to go potentially <laughs> hurt yourself again? Uh, my knee is about 90% right now. So I think that's good enough and I'll be extra cautious. But luckily, this tournament I signed up for has weight division, rank, and as well, age division. So the age is uh, 30 and up for my nice. division. So I will not be fighting any of these young up-and-coming bucks, <laughs> I guess. No, you're going to be fighting experienced people who are probably a higher weight. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> but I'm fine with it. It should be good. And then I also signed up, uh, besides my division, I signed up for a thing called Challenger. And if you're not familiar with uh, grappling, it's similar to what they would call an absolute division. So an absolute division means wide open. Anybody can enter. But this one's a little bit different. It's called Challenger. And it's wide open weight, but only from 170 and up. And still only purple belts, which is what I am and still uh 30 years and older so everything like lined up where i'm like you know what i'll try it why not all right have you at least been back have you done some practices since then like oh yeah 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 okay so yeah i'm back in it uh where it's at now where i'm at now it's a great little place especially for being out here in perump i don't have a lot of options <laughs> and from what i'm used to i would definitely consider it more of a, a hobbyist gym than an actual like training to fight gym but honestly nate with my injuries and my age and my back and everything like hobbyist gym sounds like the gym for me <laughs> <laughs> well I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better and uh good luck at your tournament that sounds fantastic that you're like aligned with people who are kind of in your same level i, I guess kind of curious nate how are you only a purple belt i feel like how long have you been doing jujitsu oh man i've been doing jujitsu so long I originally got my blue belt senior year of high school, and I was really young when I got it. Actually, I had it before senior year. I want to say I got it when I was like 16, 17. So junior year, I got my blue belt. But due to my line of work, it's really hard to continue my education in jujitsu, especially during my apprenticeship, because it's a four-year long apprenticeship. So during that time, I had all this book work to do on top of going to work. 
And I think the stress was just too much. And then having a manual labor job, I couldn't do it, man. So I had to take a long hiatus. And actually, I didn't pick it back up. So what did I take? Probably a five, six, maybe even seven year long hiatus. And then I didn't pick it back up till we moved back in Tucson. And then I was like, hey, there's like a bunch of gyms, you know, like that's new for me. I'll go check it out. And then instantly I, that became a problem because I went and checked it out. Obviously, I still love the sport. And then that turned into me going five fucking days a week. Megan being pissed at me. <laughs> but I love it, man. I can't get enough of it. So what is the requirement to like get those last few? Because what? It's like purple, brown, black? Or is it the yep, same? Yep. So yep. So uh, for adults, you start off with a uh, white belt. And then usually it's about two years to get your blue. And that just depends on how good you are, how natural of an athlete, how many days a week you go. And the instructor basically needs to just feel that you're at a blue belt level. And then after that, blue to purple is actually a little bit longer. That can take anywhere from two to an additional four years. Because if we're, if we're looking at it like a strategy kind of thing, like this is where you really need to show you got what it takes to be the upper belt. And then after that, another two years from purple to brown, which basically I skipped a year moving out here again. But I'm still kind of close right on track with that. And then another two years. This is just the average, you know, usually a lot. Some people are more fast tracked and then some gyms aren't as legit. So it's a little iffy. So, so in my understanding, it's like it's time and the discretion of the, the gym. Correct. Yep. And then some of them have like credentials that you need to follow and everything like that. And then some places want you to fight in tur tournaments to improve the name of their school. And then you have to go and fight in these fucking tournaments. To, but to be honest, some people just aren't good at tournaments. Like it's a high stress situation with a lot on the line. And then it costs this tournament I entered cost me 120 bucks just to enter it. Oh, that's yeah, that's a huge like barrier for entry for especially like younger people. Oh, right. And then you're like, you're going into this and there's a a good chance you, you might just lose. So then you waste 120 bucks just to get beat up by somebody. Like you can go do that at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> not, not recommended. No, but I have a good feeling about it. And then uh, I was going to leave it a surprise, but I'll just tell you since we're on. If I do get first place, uh, obviously I get pictures taken of me on top of the podium. And then that gets posted all over their website. I will be wearing my Nat One Presents shirt <laughs> if nice. I get first place on the podium. Solid. <laughs> good luck then. I, I honestly, I just hope you have a you have a good time, and I, please God, just don't injure yourself. No, what was it called? Like the worm wrangle or the what was the worm, worm lasso? Yeah, worm lasso. No worm lassos for you. No. Next time you see me on Caminade, I'll be looking like uh, Vinny in a wheelchair and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right nate i had such a good time last episode when you ranked D, D books out of nowhere and then unveiled the secret racist <laughs> version of the Spelljammer campaign so mm -hmm. now i want to dig into like what else do you know so i'm going to give you an option it's up to you i either want to hear your opinion on the worst five D, &D rules or i want your opinion on what are the worst magic items and best magic items that you can probably Ooh, get in a D &D okay. campaign. So it's up to you, uh, your pick. So let's go with um, the magic items. I like that a lot. Uh, off the top of my head, the very worst thing that I found no uses for, except for weird role-playing, 
would be the wand of smiles in Xanthar's guide of everything. (laughs) So not only is it a wand that only has three charges and you can expend a charge to just force a person to smile for one minute. It has a fucking DC 10 charisma saving throw attached to it. So there's a good chance that they're yeah so it's a complete fucking waste of time man like here i am with this magical item like smile and there's a really good chance they're gonna be like no not gonna do it so now i look like a crazy person pointing a stick at somebody telling them to smile you know waste of fucking time (laughs) wow that's already like what else you got wow that's bonkers let me see here i got the list that was the first thing off the bat Another thing that I don't like that's on there, I can see the uses of it, but it is the cast off armor. It's magical item, obviously, and it's for armor, but as an action, you can take it off. That is all it does. <laughs> it helps you take off your armor. Now, if you're in play, I get it. And if you're playing those kind of rules, but Nate, we never play those fucking kind of no, rules because ne- that's we never do. boring as shit. And now to have a waste of a magical item to wear an action, you can be like, uh, armor off. <laughs> like, oh, wow, what a doozy. That reminds me of one of them. I don't remember. You know, I'm bad names, Nate, so I won't remember. But there's one where it's like it's a walking stick that can turn into a sword but just once yeah so so it's like okay i guess like you know it's kind of one of those things of like oh leave all your weapons at the door and it's like oh you won't take my walking stick will you like one time you'll do something cool and then be like activate sword but like you have to carry it around the whole time and that's like that's it i don't know it's a very like one trick pony like and like are you going to carry that walking stick the whole time for that one moment where right. maybe you can bring it in i i don't know oh yeah and then if you're using a staff if you're using the stick as a staff anyways then it's like hey man i've seen druids like that's a weapon just fucking <laughs> leave it at the door you know you're not walking in here with a big stick <laughs> greta okay so calm the fuck down totally totally i saw another one again it improved your role on agriculture checks or something i don't know i was like what like why would i want that right who's playing this game where they're like doing agriculture checks a a whole party of fucking druids out there like (laughs) do an agriculture check it's okay i'm great with berries i got a plus six in berries (laughs) amazing uh, more practical, honestly, I always hated, I, I tended to get like items that were like increases your swim speed. I'm like, when the fuck? I right. can't remember a single campaign where swimming was like, and, and I know like there's mechanics for it, but I can't think of a sa- single campaign I've ever played where we use swimming and we like measured swimming. Right now we're in Chult, which is an island surrounded by fucking water. Not one of us has went swimming. Except for maybe the druid who turned into a fish, which I'm pretty sure has a great fucking swim speed. Nobody else is even getting in the water. Totally, totally. Uh, that leads me into, I guess, like just a bleed into the other thing I mentioned, like rules in D&D that suck. Like I hate like measuring jumps. I hate measuring like yes. swim speed and stuff like that. Like it makes sense for like the main movements, like running and movement like that. All, that makes sense to me. But the fact that like a jump has to be like, yeah, if you, if it's a running start and then it's like, whatever, half of your blank, I'm like, just let me fucking jump. Like, yeah. You know, like, or have me just do a roll and make it like random. I, I don't know. But like, 
I don't want to do that much math. That's like going back into like old school D&D where you need to abacus, you know? Right. Anytime somebody's like, hey, I want to do this. And then the DM's like, okay, let me run some calculations on it. Yeah. No, nope, you lost me. I'm not going to do it. Never mind. No. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me run some models. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, just forget <laughs> it. You know? Especially because there's like spells too. Like, uh, oh, there's Misty Step. Misty Step. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Not Featherfall. I feel like D&D forces me to use spells for impractical reasons instead of just letting me jump. Like yep. in a normal way, like or the know. jump spell, like get out of here! Like I am not wasting <laughs> one of my spells yes. on the jump spell, even though our druid has it now and has used it. At the same time, like you can still you can turn into a fucking bird and fly over there. Like why are you worried about fucking jumping? You know nobody's <laughs> jumping. I remember that. I I remember like and I wasn't even paying attention. And I like scratched my head on that one. I'm like, did I just hear that right? Like the druid wants to jump. I think one of us even made a joke about like, can't you just transform? Yes, yes. Just tur- you can turn into something and go over there way easier than casting, wasting a spell slot on jump. And then everybody else just jumped with their own ability. A complete waste I'm like of time. a 90-year-old man and I jumped, you know? Oh, like- yeah. And then I'm pretty sure I have a negative in strength and dex. And that's the only reason I took Featherfall is in case I jump and don't make it, I'll be like, oh, Featherfall. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll slowly coast onto those spikes. Amazing. All right, Nate. Well, I think uh, we took a week off. So I think we have some people waiting on the next installment of the Daft Monks uh, campaign, journey, tale, legacy, legend, adventure. So uh, yeah, you ready? You ready to play? Oh, I am born ready. The darkness is approaching yet again. The vampires have outnumbered us. Four to one, and our odds are not in our favor. It seems as if all hope is lost. I wouldn't quite say lost, as probably misplaced or something along those lines. But either way, fear not, for Van Helsing and Belmont are here to save you. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. <laughs> You're Great welcome. Addition. You're welcome. Per tradition, can you go ahead and give us, uh, and I know we've, we've kind of bounced around now, but give us Van Helsing's summary of not the last episode or the episode before it, the last Van Helsing episode. So, Groscherberg episode. Oh, Groscherberg, Groscherberg. On the last adventures of the Daft Monks, here we were, me and my swami, Bingo Bango. He forced me into some town when I wanted to go to Chult, but at the flip of a coin, we went to Hersheberger Schaberger, the weirdest named town in all of the land. It sounds like Grocery Burger, but not. It's Hersheberger Schaberger. Bingo had these plans and stuff, and I only half paid attention. And then he made me go around and run some errands and then made me feel bad. But it got me a new bestie at the brothel. She's a very nice lady. She's about my size. Very masculine. We talked, you know, we shared outfits. But then after that, I went ahead and went on to Bingo's party where we met some kind of criminal masterminds. There was this really buff, muscular guy, really greasy, kind of gross when I looked at him. There was a really quiet guy with only three toes, which made more room for his Italian leather shoes. There was a Russian dame with an eye patch. And I knew, let me tell you something, listeners. I knew when I saw that eye patch, I am going to own that eye patch. And I did at some point later on. 
there was some slimy vampire in a wheelchair. So we have the dinner party. Bingo does his plans. I'm doing my best not to ruin any of the plans. And I do a flawless job at it. Flawless. Perfect. I look at the dictionary of perfection and I see everything that I've done at this dinner party. Absolute perfection. And then they all died. And then um, <laughs> Bingo took over and was like, I'm running the show now. Blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, man, I don't think this guy's my friend anymore. Like, where's Belmont? You know, is he out there making new friends? I hope not. Because what if they're better than me? This is all I'm thinking about the entire time. And um, that's pretty much the end of what happened. <laughs> Excellent. As, as always, a, a super succinct, totally on point and accurate uh, summation of the previous. So You're welcome. <laughs> so we'll be picking up today. So how I imagine it, Van Helsing, he's actually been going back to that brothel quite often to hang out with that chick who he borrowed clothes from. Because he's kind of like really peeved off at uh, Bingo and he's kind of suspecting that he's just like a part of Bingo's plan and not a partner or a friend or anything like that. You're sitting in her room. You guys are like cross-legged facing each other. You're braiding her hair. She's braiding your beard. And you're just like commiserating, you know, like complaining and venting about your current situation. That's where we'll pick up today. And then Bingo told me to take out the trash. Like, you have two good legs and two arms, you know? Like, you could take out the trash. I've been doing all kinds of work. Yeah, duh. Uh, I, I hear you. He sounds pretty terrible. But listen, why are you here oh, so often? Sometimes I gotta work, you know? Like, I love the company, but, you know, these sleepovers, they're getting kind of old, dear. Look at me in my eyes. Okay. You are not getting any work. <laughs> Nobody is coming in here to be with you. <laughs> That's not true. I mean, sometimes there's a guy who comes and he knocks on the door and then he's actually drunk and he's knocking for some other chick's door, Anastasia, whatever. But, uh, you know, like one of these days could be my big day. Do you want to block me? You want to cock block me on, on my big day, Van Helsing? You're talking about Jimmy. I've met him. He's the blind paraplegic man whose family just wheels him in here. He doesn't know what's going on. Half the time you're just wiping the drool from his mouth. It's very sad. You know what's sad is we're on the top floor and his poor family <laughs> wheels him all the way up here every time. Not handicap accessible at all. I know. What's up with this brothel? <laughs> Terrible location. <laughs> the great mall of America of brothels, this place. Not one escalator. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, Vanessa. Maybe I'm not super busy, but I don't know. Like, what do you want me to tell you, okay? If you don't like bingo, just just go. Get out of here. You know, you're free. Unlike me, you know, you're not trapped here. It's not that easy, you know? Like, he has this way of, like, gaslighting me and telling me things and making me feel like shit. It's a very abusive relationship, really. Oh, like when you ask me if I'm a man or that you are a woman three times in a row or tell me that you like to help the less fortunate, you know, you kind of replicate some of his behavior, you know. It was a legitimate question. I don't want to offend you, you know, and call you a, a man when you're actually a woman. Like, I'm sorry, my eyesight's not what it used to be, okay? And um, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it cuts to, like, the braids you're doing are just tangles and, like, doesn't look at all good. <laughs> You've, like... You've, like, veiled her face with her hair. <laughs> I got, like, a pocket full of mud, and I'm patting it into the hair. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dal. Okay, well, I I don't know. Like, what, do you, what do you want me to tell you? You show up every hair, every night, wearing an eye patch. Uh, where did you even get that thing? 
Some Russian lady, I think, she was a femme fatale or something, and she died a terrible, terrible death by eating soup, a very spicy soup. Wait, are you talking about the white Russian? Yes, that's the one, I think. You're wearing the white Russian's eye patch? Yes, it looks rather dashing on me, doesn't it? There was this one time that I actually wore two eye patches and rode an entire route on a horse and carriage. But that's besides the point. I love a good eye patch. Then, Helsing, do you know what that eye patch symbolizes? No, that I'm a strong, feminine woman. Well, no, but yes. I mean, it's the, the leader of the, the Soviet sisters wears that eye patch. You, you're basically holding the like key to an entire faction of female revolutionists, and that would follow your every whim if they knew you were wearing that. I see. Now explain that to me again as if I were an idiot. There's 400, well, I guess 399 since that other one died at the dinner, but there's 400, uh, what did you call them? Oh, that's right. Unfuckable dames. Yes. Who can attend to your every whim if you just ask for it. Oh, I see. Maybe this could help you with your situation with bingo. You're right. I could go make 399 more friends and I wouldn't even need bingo. Or me. And she looks down, kind of sad. Oh, come on. You could join the femme fatales. <laughs> you think so? No. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Um, you wouldn't happen to know, like, where their base is located or anything, would you? Well, I don't, but I'm pretty sure one of the chicks who works here is actually one of the Soviet sisters. She doesn't actually conduct the same kind of business that the rest of us do. Oh, where's she located? Uh, she's a few floors down. She's uh, quite the looker, so they keep her closer to the ground floor. I see. Do I need to schedule an appointment, unlike when I come to hang out with you? No, no, I, uh, here, I'll, I, I'll get you the in if you promise to get them to let me join their ranks. Because I'm sick of it, Van Helsing. I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, what am I doing? I'm wasting my life up here. Nobody's coming to see me. You know, who am I kidding? That's true. You've been sitting for so long, you're starting to get sores in places. It's very grotesque. Okay, all right. You don't need to get into details there. So I'll show you where this chick's room is. Her name's Anna, and you'll get me into the Soviet sisters. Deal? That, that is a deal if I've ever heard one. You lead the way because my depth perception isn't that great while I wear the patch. <laughs> All right. So she, uh, you guys, you know, go out of the room and uh, she turns around. She's like, All right, be quiet. If the, the madam sees you here again, you know she's going to tell Bingo. So keep it discreet. Stealth is my middle name as long as Timothy is. <laughs> It makes sense. Think about it. Right. Anyway. <laughs> and she, she like mutters to herself, Abraham Timothy Fenos. <laughs> Has a ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> so she guides you down a couple stairs and then she takes you kind of this like offshoot. This place is very like windy and kind of, I don't know, surprisingly complex for a brothel and uh she brings you to this room at the end of the hall and it has this like black spider in a skull like icon on it and uh, she's like all right this is it this is anna's room uh play it cool i'm uh she's kind of a a big person around here you gotta you gotta you know just follow my lead all right is she like the pest exterminator or something with the sign on the door no it's just like her brand you know i don't know it's like it's kind of like a knockoff of black widow but not really oh yes yes okay quite yeah I, i'm not i'm not one to judge ever so she knocks at the door and she's like 
Hey, Anna, you there? And uh, you hear some rustling behind. The door opens, and what you see is a beautiful red-headed woman, like very, every, all the things uh, Van Helsing values, like a very full, voluminous chest and long red hair. She's wearing like red lipstick, and then she has like a skull eye patch that she's wearing. And uh, but then she's also in, I don't know, like a like a lace nightgown because it's like, you know, late at night or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, she's like, Greta, good to see you. What do you want? Oh, hey, Anna. Um, well, I-, I was wondering if we could come in for a sec. We had uh, something to ask you. Who's we? I am with her. And yes, I have a boner. <laughs> nice to meet you, boner. Come in. Uh, and she like waves you both in and uh, Greta goes on to say like, uh, all right, Anna, listen, before you get excited, this isn't a business call. Well, not the usual business. This is my friend, uh, Abraham. She immediately gets interrupted by Anna, and Anna's like, I know who he is. This is this is uh, Bingo's lapdog, Abraham Timothy Van Helsing. What is he doing in my room, and what do you want? First of all, a lapdog would suggest that I could actually fit on someone's lap, so the joke's on you. Secondly... It's, I've become aware that I am now in charge of the Femme Fatalis via my exquisite eye patch. And thirdly, are you currently single or seeing anybody at the moment? Would you like a gift? All the Soviet sisters are single. It's part of the pact that we make. But I am intrigued, Mr. Van Helsing. What makes you think you have any right claim over the Soviet sisters? Well, to be perfectly honest with you... I defeated the White Russian in hand-to-hand combat. One-on-one, no shady business whatsoever. And in so, I believe that I have won the right to reign over these women, these unfuckable dames, minus you, of course. Extremely A-OK in my book. So let's go from there. Impossible. You could not have defeated the White Russian. I do not believe you. And if you are going to waste my time with games and show yourself out, and she starts like doing her, like powdering her face and doing some makeup. All right, fine. I'll, I'll cut the crap. I did kill her, but it was with some soup. Spicy soup. Very spicy. You're telling me you killed the leader of the Soviet sisters with soup? Yes. I made a decoy. I made her a white Russian, which was weird, but I didn't have any vodka, so I just put milk and water together and some ice cubes. No, wait, sorry. I forgot the ice cubes. It'll haunt me till the end of time. (laughs) Believe me. And then I mixed it with my fingers, which were perfectly semi-clean. And Enough. Okay. Enough. (laughs) Even if this were true, that still gives you no claim to the white Russians without the eye patch of (laughs) sovereignty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nobody will take you seriously. Well, take a look at this. And then I turn and then put it on, but not looking at her. And then turn back into her by making like a Zoolander face. Blue steel. <laughs> like, ooh, look <sighs> at that. She gasps. Oh, is this true? And she looks and it has like, uh, has that same like skull with a spider crawling through it with like the Black Widow mark on it. And, uh, and she's like, you already did kill the right Russian. Oh, my God. Told you so. Well, what do you think is going to stop me from killing you right now and taking the eye patch from myself, Van Helsing? Because I have a deal with you. And if you care to hear me out, it can benefit us both. And 
our partner Greta over here. Yep, I'm here too, doll. Yes, thank you, Greta. Very well. Close the door, Greta. With you on the other side of it, and I will hear <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Van Hitta sing out. Excellent. Oh, no, I I mean, I I was going to stay too. Oh, okay. No, never mind. All right. All right. Uh, Van Hitta, I'll see you upstairs. Don't forget my part of the deal. Don't worry. I never forget. Who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> she like walks out and closes the door. Anna is unbuttoning her lace a little bit and she's kind of like leaning back on her bed facing you and kind of giving you, you know, some like seduction, some charm. Okay, let me hear your deal, Mr. Van Hillesing. First of all, calm your tits. It isn't that kind of meeting. Put a blanket on or something. You're distracting me. I need to focus on the here and now. Now is the now. And here is my deal. I'm thinking that you get me out of here. Get me back to Belmont, my friend. And if we can do that, maybe fake my death, you know, Bingo stops looking for me and starts overbearing on me, and you sneak me out of here, then I shall give you this eye patch, and you can rule the Soviet sisters. Thoughts. Oh, also, uh, side note, uh, that lady that brought me in here wants to join you guys. That's not really on the table. It's just a little bonus. Take it or leave it. I don't give two shits. Very intriguing, Mr. Van Hennessing. Firstly, nobody has ever denied this as she buttons up her shirt. Are you... Are you, Nick? Uh, no. I just don't want to kill you. A slow and painful death. You seem very nice. Oh, how very sweet of you. Okay. Well, your plan sounds very agreeable. However, what makes you think Bingo will let you leave? Even if I were to get you out of this town, which is very hard, Gosherberg has lots of very confusing signs and streets. <laughs> Sometimes I get lost on, you know, just going through the store, but neither here nor there. What makes you think Bingo will not go after you and pursue you until you are dead? That's what I'm saying. We need to to fake my death. You know, uh, like uh, a body or someone named Greta with a mustache and we kill her and then throw her on the side and be like, oh, yes, that's Van Helsing. Look at him float away or attacked by wolves and there's nothing to see left. You know, something like that. Hmm. It's plausible. However, the only size of a person comparable to your body type would be our friend Greta. Hmm. Well, you know, easy come, easy go. <laughs> Very well, and then you will just hand over the eye patch once we convince Bingo that you are dead and leave the outskirts of this town. Yes, that is the arrangement. I believe it is very fair. It is fair. I will consider this treaty, but unfortunately, the decision is not mine to make alone. We must meet at the summit of the Soviet sisters. The passing on of the eye patch would involve many sisters and and I think this plan, too, would, would maybe we would need to incorporate some of our, our muscle from our team. I will take you to the Soviet sisters. And if they agree, we will fulfill your plan and, and we will make a deal. All right. I like the sound of that. Now that business has been handled, you can go ahead and unbutton that blouse again. One more peek before I leave. Good night, Van Helsing. Meet me here at sunrise. I always ruin things. All right, yeah. All right, see you later. Before you go, she, like, takes a puff of her cigarette and then blows 
like a little heart uh and then like a spider like <laughs> in that puff cloud of a, of a like heart like a spider puff like <laughs> crawls around of it and then like cuts it open and then it just like crumbles and uh yeah Oh my god, that's disgusting. Haven't you heard of secondhand smoke? It's just as bad, if not worse, than me smoking myself. That is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And a spider, gross. Good night. And she closes the door. Sweet dreams! Greta is right outside, like, So they go for it? Am I in the Soviet sisters? Oh, you're totally in. Thumbs up all the way around. I had to pull some strings, and I had to do things very very unmentionable things. Don't bring it up again, but you are in, my friend. Wow, you really are, friend. I honestly thought as soon as you closed that door that you were gonna forget about me and completely sell me out to the Soviet sisters. No, Ginger, I would never forget you. It's Greta. Oh, yes. Sorry, I was looking at that plate of ginger over there. You know, my mind. Okay, well, what's, uh, so what do we do? What do we join? Where, Where do we sign up? Me and you are going to go to some summit or something in the morning, and we're going to go with our good friend with the red hair and the lovely bosoms and follow her up there, and there you will be initiated into the group or something. I only half paid attention. I'm sorry. So you're going to go back to Bingus tonight, and then you'll meet here in the morning? Is that what you said? Very first thing in the morning, yes. All right, good. I'll have to, uh, ooh, I can't wait out to see what we can wear. Uh, I think I probably have a few things in your size we could... Totally disguise you, so nobody recognizes you. Oh, good, good. Thank goodness. I'm sure you have, like, one thing that will fit me. And maybe you could string some things together, and that'll, that'll fit you. Hardy ha Didn't you wear my belly dancer and waitress outfit at the last dinner? All right, good night. <laughs> Damn, he's good. <laughs> As I fall down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <Coordinated>. <laughs> All right, so we'll say you're uh, walking back late at night to the streets of Grosserberg, and uh, as you get back outside of uh, Bingo's hideout, you can see the uh, the lights or the lamps or whatever the lanterns are on, and uh, indicating that Bingo is still awake. Damn it. Here I am, walking the mean streets of Hershberger, and now I got to come home to this. Get it together, Van Helsing. <gasps> All right, here we go. And I walk in. Van Helsing, is that you? Maybe. What were you doing out so late? Braiding hair. Who's here? Greta. She's a lady. She's my friend. Okay, that sounds great. Come here, my child. I, I was kind of thinking about just going to bed, if that's okay with you. I'm Now. Awfully... All right. Yeah. You go into his chambers, and he's sitting in, he's sitting on this, like, wooden stool. Very simple. And then he's, like, petting to, like vicious looking animals i don't know like some kind of like where did you get those hyenas yes <laughs> my hyenas ah these were some of uh joey Threeto's pets apparently he has a whole uh, underground animal fighting arena and uh now i've been able to free these animals and place them to my servitude I should have guessed by looking down and them wearing Italian shoes. <laughs> they all have the like Italian booties. <laughs> One of the hyena just cackles. <laughs> oh, here I oh, All right, I like that one. Ben Helsing, why do you keep going out at night? 
You know, I just don't want to bother you while you're here conducting your evil empire business. I feel like I get in the way, so I figure it's best if I just go talk to Greta, and then we do things, you know, like non-shady business things, just like what girlfriends do. Come sit, my child. Where? Where? There's 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 one stool and three hyenas. Like, where am I gonna sit? <laughs> yeah, he just like it's an empty room with just floor at this point and three hyenas. It's like, oh, just anywhere, my child. Sit. All right, I'll sit on the fucking floor. You know how hard it is for me to get. get no, it's no big deal, Bingo. No big deal. All right, here I go. You know how valued you are in this operation, don't you, Van Helsing? Hold on, still trying to get comfortable on the wooden floor. <laughs> mm, all right, yeah, maybe if I move my leg here. All right, yes valuable we we really need to work on your flexibility anyway uh you are just as much a part of this organization as the hyenas are you are going to help me carry out one of the greatest uh plans of all time and and i will not forget the generosity and the loyalty that you will provided when i become the emperor of the day that hyena just pooped in my spare boots over there (laughs) oh he's been doing that all day it's not no Bad. And he like does like thing where he like rubs its face in, like, no, don't do that. Caesar Milan it. <laughs> what did he say? Caesar Milan it, the, the dog whisperer or whatever. <laughs> I didn't know that. Some people love him. It's a TLC show, Nate. You would never have watched it. <laughs> anyway, I want you to stop going out at night, Van Helsing. My plan, my preparations are nearly complete, and soon we will be gathering the three thing slingers and the turnbuckle teddies and the soviet sisters together and we will raid well i don't need to get into too many details but we will be entering an ancient tower of sorts i need you at your best i need you rested and ready to do what must be done i just feel like i'm a grown man and if i want to go out at night and braid hair with my girlfriends like i should be able to do that you know Of course, of course. I would never get in your way of doing that. I would never want anything to happen to you or Greta at the brothel on the third floor in room 6B. Oh, I see. You're very familiar with the brothel, you old pervert, you. (laughs) An old swami taught me. Uh Uh-huh. And he does, like, the, like, tummy sticks. like (laughs) 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 Oh, that is a good trick. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho... Go to bed, get some rest, and tomorrow we will begin our final preparations for the task at hand. All right, uh, Van Helsing's heart is just pounding through his chest right now. All right, I guess I'll just go to bed. I'll leave my boots down here. Um, That's gross. Yes, that's uh, quite unfortunate. Uh, I didn't think this whole hyena thing through, but... Beautiful shoes, though. It's very menacing, though, don't you agree? I mean, just being surrounded by three hyenas. Yes, this one sitting next to me on the wooden floor is very menacing. He's breathing on me. It's very gross. It's hot and sticky. Can you help me up, Bingo? <laughs> I'm stuck. Of course, my child. And he like helps you up. He like walks you over to your room, tucks you into bed, which he does every single night that you're there. And then he's, uh, by the way, the hyenas are sleeping in your room. And then he like walks out and closes the door. What? <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah you're in your bedroom uh it's very late at night and there's three hyenas just like staring at you they kicked me off the bed (laughs) and i'm sleeping on like a little towel on the floor 
<laughs> just crying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's getting, I don't know, let's say it's like close to like 4.30 a.m. Like, you know, sun, sunrise is about to come up soon. And uh, what are you going to do? All right. I'm very stealthily going to open up my window and try. As you do that, one of the hyenas starts like cackling really loudly, like making a loud noise. Yes, that was a good joke. That wasn't it. Oh, yes. Back to bed for me. <laughs> as soon as you like close the window down, it stops making noise again and puts its head down. Well, son of a bitch. This is going to be harder than I thought. All right. New plan. What do I have in my room? What are my surroundings? Yeah, you have... Um, there is a lantern that is currently out, but kind of hanging from the wall. You have a coat rack with a bunch of... Just like your one coat hanging up and then a bunch of like pegs. Uh, you have a wardrobe that when you open it, it's like dusty and there's not clothes in there or not clothes for you. It's maybe some old clothes, whoever originally owned the house. And then there's like an old dusty mirror you haven't cleaned off of um, like a wall, tall, a tall like wall mirror. Okay. Um, that's about it. But you're kind of just been living in someone else's house. So not haven't really, you know, acquired anything of your own yet to put in this room. All right. I want to take the lantern off the wall. Oil lantern, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm going to light it, and then I'm going to throw it on the bed with the hyenas, engulfing them in flames. Okay, yeah. So um, you do that, (laughs) and uh, the hyenas immediately start making a ton of noise and start clawing at the door to go out, and uh, the room is filling with smoke. Awesome. Now I shall open the door and scream, fire, fire, bingo, get out of here, save yourself, fire, and then try to run, open the door and crawl, basically on all fours to avoid the smoke, and then try to get out of there, blending in with the fiery hyenas. Okay, yeah, so you do that, and the hyenas run out, uh, and they go up to bingo's room, and you start hearing, they're making like loud noises, and you start hearing some coughing, and bingo's like, what is the meaning of this? Ah! The one of the hyenas spontaneously combusted. I'm gonna go for a jog. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Uh, okay, and then you just say so you like run out. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna say yeah. You you leave. Uh, you leave, and the you like look back as you turn around, and you see like your bedroom is clearly like still engulfed in flames, and you can hear like there's some commotion going on. Um, some of the three toed three thing slingers are also in that hideout, and they you can see that from the window they're like trying to like douse your bed. And yeah, you go on your merry way just in time as the sun starts to come up. All right. If I see any um, pedestrians on the road as I'm walking, I'll just be like, good morning. Uh, Funny thing. Did you know hyenas just spontaneously combust? It's something they don't teach you in schools. It's crazy. Yes. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. (laughs) Awesome. And you arrive at the brothel. I'm going to take a look around. I'm going to make sure that I wasn't followed. Or at least try my best and look for the red-haired dame and Greta. Whose room do you go up to first? Mm, Greta's is far away, so I'm going to go up to the red-haired dames. So as you go up, you like go about to like knock on the door. And as you go to like press your, you know, your knuckles against the, the wood, it opens before you even have a chance. And she's like, right on time. I would never have pegged you for somebody who can stick to a plan, Van Helsing. And then she like caresses your face. Well, let's just say my room caught on fire and I was forced to leave. Is that a euphemism? Yes, from my country. It's very popular with people. 
Oh, okay. My preparations are almost met. We will make our journey soon. Are you to go get Greta before we go? Yes, a.k.a. the body double. I will go and get her ASAP. Very good. Get her and uh, sneak out to the kitchen entry, and we will make our way to the hideout of the Soviet sisters. All right, hold on. I have to write down kitchen entry so I don't forget. And I run upstairs. Uh, when you get to Greta's room, the door is ajar. Hmm, this is odd. Nobody comes in this room. <laughs> Ever. I still very stealthily kick down the door. <laughs> you do that, and what you see is Greta appears to be sleeping still um, with her back kind of. She's like on her side facing the wall, and you just see her back under the covers. Come on, little piggy. Time to wake up. And I go and open up the blinds, uh, shaking the, some towels and stuff around, getting some dust knocked loose, you know. Um, come on, time to wake up, Greta. She doesn't respond. Huh, that's odd. Maybe I should braid her hair a little bit. And I play with her hair a little bit. And I kind of whisper in her ear, like, come on, you fat, lazy piece of shit. It's time to get up. You have things to do, very important things. And as you're, like, braiding her hair, you, like, pull really hard. And as you start to get impatient and you, like, toss her over a little bit. And you see, like, these, like, black veins, like, running up her face. And her, like, eyes are, like black and then uh there's also like something like dripping from her mouth and it she looks for sure unconscious hmm i'm no doctor but she doesn't look like she did yesterday i don't think i'm gonna try slapping her on the face a couple of times if there's some water nearby i'm gonna dump some water on her face uh you do all that and there's no response you look over at the window and it's a jar um and then you look further around the room and you see a note uh pinned to the wall with like a like a, a knife hmm that's very odd nobody would come up here that owns a knife unless it's the kitchen staff they come up here frequently she eats quite a bit i'm gonna read the note it uh it says to whom it may concern that's me it was very unfortunate that you made me do this i'm afraid that if you continue to disobey my orders there will be a trail of blood on your hands, one that you will not be able to recover from. Return home at once. XOXO, bingo. Hmm. This could have been meant for anybody. Like, why should I take this as a personal attack against me? P.S. Van Helsing, since I know you'll get confused by the anomaly, this is clearly for you. I killed your friend. Hmm, that is a little bit more specific now, isn't it? <laughs> PSS. <laughs> the the hyenas keep shitting in the house. I think this was a terrible idea. <laughs> I could have told him that. Wait, why am I talking to his note? All right. I need to think of a plan. I'm going to steal some outfits out of her trunk <laughs> and then try to run down to the, and I check my notes, the kitchen entry. <laughs> awesome. You open her wardrobe and uh, there's a bunch of like, elaborate dresses of uh, an extra large size. And then, I don't know, there is two other ones. There is this like safari outfit. And then there is also a like black leather suit, skin tight type deal. I'm going to stuff them all in a bag because I love a good safari outfit. And then the black leather will be for later tonight with me and the red haired dame. And before I leave, I need to make a decoy of some kind. Obviously, I'm being watched by Bingo. So I'm going to try my best to prop up Greta, walk her over to the window, and say, Attention, people of Gersherberger Burger. 
I am not happy. And this is what unhappy people do. Goodbye, cruel world. And I push her out the window. (laughs) (laughs) She, she, um, She gets stuck. So it does not completely go through the window. And now there's just a large woman um, kind of wedged into the window. All right, Van Helsing, quick thinking. I run down to the kitchen, not to go out the entry, but I grab a stick of butter. And then I run back up and I butter up the sides of Greta and continue to push her out the window. <laughs> From outside, there's a citizen, a grocery worker, who's just slowly watching this woman. <laughs> <laughs> with like black veins black eyes she's like drooling and she's just slowly being pushed out this window and then suddenly there's just like a loud thud and she like drops onto the roof and then like just kind of rolls a little bit and just drops and he's like what the fuck <laughs> oh my god what a freak accident bye you say that in the window <laughs> like that he sees butter all over my hands (laughs) (laughs) all right so you run down to the kitchen hey over here is anna and uh she's has like a hat and like something like pulled over her face maybe some sunglasses and she's wearing like our collar up and like a trench coat and she's like quickly we must go now you have made quite a scene I know, I couldn't believe it. Greta just committed suicide like that. It was the craziest thing. I told her I'll always be here as a friend, you know. The plan was to use her as your body double, not to grease her out the window. Well, don't worry, I have a disguise. And I quickly throw on the safari outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, very discreet, Vanessa. Follow me. Thank you. She rolls her eyes. (laughs) Um, She opens like a cabinet in the kitchen and it actually goes into this like closet, which goes into this like tunnel and you find your way quickly into the sewers of Grocery Burger. Uh, Maybe I should have worn the leather outfit. (laughs) I don't think it would have made much of a difference when he's saying, hurry, we must go quickly. I think Bingo is on to you and perhaps both of us. This is very precarious. All right, but if I see a cute rat, I'm going to nab him. So you guys are going down. She winds you left and right. And uh, as you're going through, she's just talking about, um, she gets to know you. She's like, why don't you just stay with Bingo? I think he's a powerful man. You could maybe have a very high rank in his organization. Honestly, I just figured this out like a couple of days ago, but I'm pretty sure he's pure evil. And that's not my cup of tea anymore, you know, like... I'm not even a fan of tea, let alone evil tea. Evil tea. Jot that down for later. What's wrong with being a little ill, Van Hennessing? She stops and turns to you. Sometimes doing the wrong thing can feel so right. And she, like, winks at you. Wait, are we talking about sexual things? Because, trust me, sometimes there are things you can do wrong. I've been told many a time. Yet. And she like slaps you. Oh, no, oh, I kind of liked that. Oh. And she like is looking off in the distance, kind of like monologuing. She's like, the Soviet sisters have sworn to be celibate. And even someone with your allure um, <clears throat> cannot sway me to do what should not be done. I call it sexual magnitude. And I puff up my chest and it's little chest hairs poking up through my safari outfit. Mm. Let's go. But let's just say, you know, like, 
There have been occasions where I've met people that are celibates, and I got them to change their mind, most regrettably. So anyway, you like come out, come to like the end of the sewers. Uh, you've passed many rats at this point, um, all of which kind of give you like a little head bow. Sir, good morning. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yep. sir. sir. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you kind of come out, you go, out, uh, you know, those like, I don't know, big circular pipes that just a bunch of fucking shoes comes out of you guys like come out of one of those and you're kind of in this forested area outside of Gosher Burger. Now I'm telling you the smell of this sewer is awfully a lot like my own scent. So if you can handle being down here, I'm telling you one five minute back rub isn't going to gross you out. I promise you. Oh, look, we're here. <laughs> now listen to me, Evan. These women will not be very happy that you helped boys in our leader possess the sovereign eye patch uh, of the Soviet sisters. They're not going on to follow anyone, let alone a man. So you must follow my lead and be very careful what you say. I am always careful of what I say. Sometimes. So then you guys like are traversing through the stuff and uh, through the forest. You go through um, this kind of clearing and then there's this kind of like mountainous area you get to. And then she points up ahead and she's like, this is it. This is the lair of the Soviet sisters. We meet here once a fortnight to discuss matters of trade routes and other important jobs. Yes, the hand kind. Keep going. I'll laugh later about it. So you like come up to this like kind of cave and it looks like it's like totally, you know, it's like a very shallow cave you go in, but you can't get very far. And then she like, goes over to one of the areas and like turns a rock like you know like clockwise and it like rotates and then you hear uh somebody else who is there oh it is i anastasia nutkrakendorf (laughs) (laughs) i have a prisoner with me who has unique information as to the whereabouts of the russian and our enemy bingo Prisoner? You didn't say anything about prisoner. Like, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the flow. I'll go with the flow. Yeah. Shh. And okay. she like slaps you again. Ah! Silence, you scum of a man. And uh, <clears throat> the person at the door says, "Ah, uh, yes, okay, okay. Uh, let me open up the gates." And you hear like a bunch of like cave scratching or whatever, and a giant like door opens, and you guys go in. Very roomy in here. She grabs your hands, ties them up really quick. She's like. You're going to need to act the part if you want to get this deal through. Understand? I believe I follow. This isn't the first time I've roleplayed with a seductress such as yourself. Excellent. And she sticks like a ball gag in your mouth and then like ties <laughs> ties it and then uh, starts like pulling you on like a leash forward. And as you wind down into like the depths of this like little like cave mountain, you start to see that there's like a bunch of these like leather women all with like eye patches and uh, lots of skin exposed. And uh, you're in this like kind of like mine of Soviet sisters. I want to say at one point we walk by a mirror and I glance in it and then it looks like I'm just a piggy with an apple in my mouth and I'm a little disappointed. So I suck in my gut a little bit. Sisters, join me in the congregation room. We have a very special guest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All the sisters are like poking their heads out from these like different like sections of like this labyrinth. And uh, 
they start like whispering to each other, uh, it becomes clear to you that there's maybe not men here very often or ever. Hmm. That makes me even more aroused. But all that comes out is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now you're this like guy with like a ball gag and in a safari suit with a boner, just <laughs> being like led around on a leash. <laughs> and you like come to this like stage area, and then there is uh, like this like stone throne, maybe like some different like tables where a bunch of like women are are seated, and they ring some kind of like big fucking like black bell, and suddenly like all the Soviet sisters gather in this room. Silence, silence, my sisters. It is I, Anna Stasia Nutcrackadov. <laughs> I have brought you a special gift this evening. It is the Abraham Van Helsing, lap dog of the bingo, bingo, and, and she pauses, murderer of white Russian. <gasps> I gasp too, even though I'm wearing a ball <laughs> gag. <laughs> uh, so they all gasp. And right away, there's a bunch of like, start to hear like arguments and yelling and like, it's impossible. Nobody can defeat the Russian, let alone a man, let alone a fat piggy man who cannot. What is he even doing? Why why does he all tied up like that? Tear rolling down my cheek. This little piggy came to me in the night for some entertainment, but I quickly discovered his identity and tried him up. And as the sexual pig that he is, figured I would... Uh, present him to all of you this evening. And again, more yelling and discussion. And they're like, light him on fire! Kill mm. him! Mm. <laughs> there should be no man here. And then you hear uh, <laughs> you hear one person like, wait! <laughs> and uh, there's like silence. And then like the, the, the like part of the sister is clear. And there's this one like very portly leather woman with uh, an eye patch, and she's like, "Let him speak." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Anastasia like unties like the ball gag from your mouth, but keeps your hands bound. First of all, thank you, seductive lady in leather. And secondly, I just want to state that you can't spell manners without man. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> oh, come on now, that was a good one. <laughs> it seems you ladies have forgotten your manners now. If you care to hear the real story of what happened that fateful night, I shall tell you. But only if, like, you take your tops off. We will not do that. To make it quick, or we will take your head off, Van Helsing. All right, fair enough. I had to try. Now, let me move my safari pants a little bit. I'm a little uncomfortable on stage. <laughs> oh, no. Is that pre-stuff down there? Oh, that's embarrassing. Damn khakis. I should have worn darker clothes. The leather should have went with the leather, you know? Get to the point, Vanilla Singh. We are 399 impatient dames. Now, you hate bingo, and I hate bingo. And the truth is, bingo killed the white Russian. I merely made her a drink and served her soup. No shit is your luck. You clearly could not kill a ladybug, let alone a lady killer like white Russian. Exactly. We know you did not kill her, but it does not matter. You work for Bingo, and we will take from Bingo what he has taken from us. Why should we give you any light of day? Because I do not work for Bingo. I am Bingo's slave. He has captured me 
against my will, obviously. That's what slavery is. It's a thing where someone takes you against your will and forces you to do things. That is what happened to me, Abraham Timothy Van Helsing. You do not need to explain slavery to women. Despite being 51% of this population, we are still forced to work for men in power. Yes, at very affordable rates, I'm sure. So, you, what do you want, Zvanetzing? You come here, the lair of the Soviet sisters, expecting us not to kill you, already a very big gesture. What do you have to offer us? Information and and eye patch. Now, McNibbles. <laughs> a little rat scurries out from my thing and grabs the notepad and then flips it open for me on my shoulder. <laughs> Let me get comfy and read this. I have the information that what Bingo plans to do. And I shall give that to you free of charge. And this eye patch, McNibbles. He also scurries in my pants a little bit. He gets stuck a little bit. Um, but he manages to come out and then gives me a look of disgust. <laughs> I'm sorry, McNibbles. And then he has the eye patch in his mouth. And just to clarify, you're calling this Rat McNibbles, but it, this is not the McNibbles that died like seven episodes ago. No, this is McNibbles number 27. <laughs> oh, there's been many. Yes. Anastasia walks up and she plants her li- supple lips on you and gives you a crazy kiss with like a bunch of tongue and then pulls away, grabbing both the eye patch and the notepad out of your hands. Well, if I die now, I'm fine with that, too. It don't matter to me. That was awesome. So she's, like, flipping through the notepad. Let's see. Mm-hmm. 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 I see. So, bingo, ladies and gentlemen, singular. Thank you. Plans to take over the day and work with Dracula to let him ruin the night. Are we going to let that happen, ladies? And you hear, no, no, yet. And a bunch of, like, loud and, like, cheering. And are we going to let this man be a part of our ranks? And you hear, no, yet. She's like, well, I tried. You're going to die, Vanessa. Fair enough. Easy come, easy go. Now give me another kiss. <laughs> Wait, don't kill him. Ginge? It's not Ginge. It's Greta. <gasps> and she like takes off her like hood. And it is, in fact... Wow, this is amazing. Like, just... An hour ago, you were on death's door, and here you are to save me, I hope. That wasn't me. That was an inflatable bag of hyena shit. (laughs) I knew Bingo was on to me. I also had to test that you could be trusted. I actually thought you would be the one to kill me in my sleep, but you, well, left an impression on me, one that I won't soon forget. I am already a Soviet sister, as I'm sure you surmised. What? (laughs) As that's happening, you start to see this, like, uh, some of the, like, the lanterns in the cave start to go out, like, poof, 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 poof. And you hear some commotion, like, what's going on? Who is this? What's going on? And everybody's, like, confused. Poof, poof. All the all the lanterns are out now, and it's, like, super dark. And she's like, Van Helsing, what's going on? I, this, is, what's, this is confusing. I'm, I'm confused. I'm scared. McNibbles, high alert. No, I'm scared because you have me pinned in the dark, and I don't trust a man like you to do honorable things with a woman like me. Oh, trust me, Greta, you're my friend. Yeah, just my friend. (laughs) And as you say that, so like a bunch, you start to see these like flashes of white light, and then suddenly a giant white celestial figure starts to phase into the room, and he's like glowing. 
and uh it, like at first like the image of like a man like shakes and vibrates and then it like solidifies and it's this like giant looking guy who looks vaguely familiar to you mm, that giant looking guy looks vaguely familiar to me Van Helsing, it is I, the lingering sentiment of Victor Belmont. Victor Belmont, Victor Belmont. Doesn't ring a bell. You fucked my wife. Well, that doesn't ring a bell either. There's so many wives, you know. <laughs> you, you, you were hired for multiple roles in my house at the Belmont estate and raised my child as your own, even though he, well, he was your own, but I raised him as my own. Again, you're going to have to be a little more... It's Victor, you piece of shit! Oh, Victor, hi! Yes, I am here to get my revenge. Right now? Now's not a good time. We're just ready to have an orgy. Silence! Had to throw it out there. All the lamps come on, and you see, like, all the women have, like, weapons. They're kind of, like, all, like, surrounded this, like, specter. Who are these women? I call them my lady friends, but, you know, they're potential courts, you know, that I was going to take on dates, maybe one at a time, and then they'd eventually fall in love with me. A white vein appears in, like, the specter's head, and he's like, stop stealing our wives! And he begins to, like, rampage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fuck. <laughs> so he like moves towards you, but like the women are like throwing, they're trying to like tie up his like legs and they're like throwing like daggers and stuff at him, but it's just like phasing through him. And he's like, Ben Helsing, you ruined my life. I mean, I've ruined so many men's lives. Like, I'm sorry. Can't we blame this on Bingo? Let's blame it on Bingo. No, you are the one who slept with my wife, not Bingo. Well, technically, Bingo did that one time as well with the silence. Oh, right. the fondue, you know. He starts to like vibrate, and all like the the women like trying to like scale him and stuff get thrown off. Bite me like a man, you coward! All right, uh, how do you suppose we do this? I've never fought a ghost before. And he tries to like send a giant like spectral fist down at your stage. Oh, I dodge behind somebody. <laughs> Greta. Yeah. <laughs> it uh it phases through her but totally hits you and you're like thrown ten feet back with like the impact. Da McDibbles, are you okay? Squeak squeak, okay. Wow, I never expected that to happen. You ruined my life, Van Helsing, my family. Everything was great until you came along. I mean, was it really, though? Like, obviously, you weren't pleasing your wife. Otherwise, she wouldn't have came to me. Who, you know. Am I we making- had a mutual agreement. Well, all right. That's kind of weird. But, uh, you know, I was there and she loves me. Where is my wife, Van Helsing? Oh, she died a long time ago. You see, there's this thing that happens where the ladies love me and then they die. No! And it, like, shakes in, like, rage. And uh, you start to hear, like, um, like the cave is shaking and you're starting to hear, like, rocks start to, like, come down. And you're kind of getting the impression that this place might totally cave in if you don't get the fuck out of here. Well, I'm going to go ahead and leave. <laughs> Silence! You will join me in hell! No, I don't think I will. That sounds awful. Uh, as you're doing that, the women now are all like trying to like throw spear. Like they're like 
desperately trying to like fight the specter and he starts like swatting them and like he's like hitting the walls and i don't know some things he phases through but other things he actually collides with don't run away from me then helsing i will have my revenge i've never been known to run it's more of a brisk walk but i'm going as fast as i can and for an assassin's guild made entirely of women this is about what i expected As you say that, Greta's like, Van Helsing, over here. And she uh, kind of, she's like behind like a rock somewhere. And she's like, follow me. I, I know the secret passage. Oh, you got it, babe. As you do that, uh, you're like approaching her. You're like swiftly, briskly walking as you do. Anastasia comes behind you and sneaks up behind you and puts a knife to your throat. And she says, Nit, you must stop the specter before he kills all of us. He's going to bring this entire mountain down on us. You need to make amends. I don't really know how to do that, so I'm just going to leave, if that's okay with you. And she, like, holds the knife closer to your throat. I'm not asking, Van Helsing. All right, but here's a little information for you. When you placed your tongue in my mouth, something called the gift was transposed over to you. I have in my pocket the cure for said gift. Now, I will give it to you free of charge if you let me and Greta continue on our way. I gave you a little bit of my own gift. I guess we both would be dying of poison. Whoa, touche. But did you know my gift is stronger than any other gift? (coughs) Starts like coughing. Exactly. (laughs) I make out with rats. I'm unfazed. Fine, Van Helsing. If you are going to cowardly run away like you always do, then do it. But give me the eye patch before you go. All right, here's the eye patch. Here's the antidote. Now look me in the eyes. Did you ever really love me? Yet. And then she kisses you one more time, even though she already got sick from it. And then she turns, no go, I'll take care of daddy issues. Thank you. You're the best. Whatever your name is. It's it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Goodbye. <laughs> I love you. Goodbye. As you, as you like run forward, you meet back up with Greta and she's like, do I do I get a kiss like that? I'm I'm actually the one that's gonna you know get you out of here. I would, Greta, but I don't want you to die. You're my friend right now in this moment. That's convenient to me. But you almost killed Anastasia, not cracking off. Yes, but that kiss was totally worth it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right, fine. I'll um, I'll give you another. I'll give you a peck on the cheek. How's that? When we get out of here. Okay. And, and uh, sweaty ham hock of a cheek. <laughs> I'm right here. Sorry. <laughs> I was talking to McNibbles. You guys are like, you know, narrowly like going through these like passages and you just hear like lots of commotion out of that room and you're like, ah, la, 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 like just all kinds of like crazy female warrior fighting cliche noises. <laughs> <Zena>. um, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I'll, uh, but you also hear like the cave, like rumbling, rumbling and, you know, in the distance, you're like, this isn't the end. Nah, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm leaving. <laughs> and then the like it's the the cave starts to like cave in the passage starts to cave in and you hear lots of like rumbling and loud thuds and uh vibrations and, and quakes and shakes and then you guys exit out the back of the mountain and it's just you and greta greta i need to tell you something right now before i forget yes i'm i'm listening van Hessing. i am a man of honor and when i'm wrong i will admit it those ladies were not unfuckable dames. A lot of them were really attractive. So, is this it? Here we are. Well, 
this didn't go as planned. You don't have the eye patch. Uh, you've probably killed half the Soviet sisters with some kind of grudge you have with a giant ghost. Mm, yes. And Bingo by now will definitely be on to you. He tried to kill my... Yes, the sack of manure, hyena manure that was inflatable, yes. I'm surprised you didn't smell it when you pushed out the window. It was very <laughs> odd. Honestly, I thought it was this. I thought it was you, if I'm being honest. It's <laughs> like, so, funny enough, that's also what you smell like, so I guess we're both full of shit, huh? Touche, touche. But to be fair, I thought you were just having an off day, you know, like ladies. I'm, I don't really understand ladies, but, you know. Anyway, what's next, Van Helsing? Nothing really went to plan, and all we have is each other. Yes, there's only one thing left for me to do. I am going to find my friend, Belmont. I'll do whatever it takes to find him. And if it gets cold, you shall keep me company, and I will cut you open like a tauntaun and sleep inside of you. And we will call it there. That was action-packed. Action Helsing. Yes, all me, 24-7. I think my favorite part by far was the hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured in my head like I'm going to go sleep on the bed and they're looking at me like, no, you're not. <laughs> just menacingly. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I'll sleep over here on the floor <laughs> with this torn up blankie. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm hoping we're approaching a point in the story soon where we can combine Van Helsing and uh, Belmont and Nyanas Genny and maybe some of your new friends, maybe Greta, maybe uh, Anastasia Krakatov. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's going to survive. She's a fighter. I literally just did Nutcracker and then put a, do- a dove. I don't know. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Don't if we've learned anything from this campaign, it's that do not trust me to make names on the spot. Yes, I've forgotten it already. Well, thank you, Nate. Uh, good look at your tournament. I look forward to hearing all about it. I hope to see social media with our t-shirt everywhere. <laughs> yes. Oh, and before we go, Nate, uh, big news for the listeners. We have reached a milestone as far as uh, downloads or listens. Is that correct? Oh, wow. That is totally right. I, I had almost forgotten. We are celebrating... We have probably with this episode or just just around this time of a publication hit our 10,000th play. Bah, 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 Van Helsing boner. That's pretty crazy. And only maybe 10% of that is plays from us. Right. So that's pretty, pretty great. I listen a lot. <laughs> yeah. Same. But yeah, pretty, pretty big milestone for us. We have something, what, 60 some plus episodes, um, hours and hours of us making funny voices and inappropriate jokes. And uh, thanks if you're listening and if you've listened to all our episodes or you've been following along even over the break. Uh, thank you. And more of this garbage to come. We appreciate you. And if you want to see us in person, we will be at the Phoenix Fan Fusion. When is that, Nate? june 2nd 3rd and 4th in the phoenix convention center and we are giving away a fuck ton of stuff nate like stickers we are are spending some money we got stickers we got drawstring bags we got we're gonna have dice bags and then we're gonna be raffling off some cool fucking prizes nate so all you have to do is give us a follow which if, if you're listening if you just tell us you're already following us you will get your free stuff 
Yes, and I will be manning the uh, Van Helsing kissing booth. Not really. (laughs) For anybody interested. (laughs) No dudes allowed. Yeah, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Thank you, and bye. Congratulations, you've survived another episode of Daft Monks. Did you enjoy the episode? Do you love the show? Do you want to pay for our dental plan? If so, I think it's only fair that you show Nat One some love in return. No, no, not not that kind of love. Please, please, put it away. Oh, I meant follow us on our social medias and all that good stuff. Simply click the links in the episode description to follow us on our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, or click support our show to make a monthly contribution to help pay for all the expensive software Nate subscribes to. And don't worry, other Nate will see the money eventually as it grows, but not anytime soon. I promise. Lastly, do you want even more Nat One goodness? Of course you do. Who wouldn't? Then click the prequel podcast link to listen to our experimental first season of podcasting for 50 plus more episodes of Conspiracy Theories, Messy One-Shot Campaigns, and of course, all of your favorite Nat One hijinks. Now, Thank you a ton, and we will talk to you next week.